Those people who can push your buttons and send you into a frenzy or into an angry space or into a space of self-repudiation are people who are divine masters disguised as... That's Dr. Wayne Dyer. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. I am grateful for you joining me today as we have an amazing episode in store for you today with one of my all-time favorite speakers and Dr. Wayne Dyer. So if you have people in your life that really get under your skin. I mean, really get under your skin. You love them, but they just get on your very last nerve sometimes. Then I highly, highly recommend that you listen to this episode over and over and over again, because Dr. Dyer shares an unconventional way to live alongside them. So let's jump right into this one with the late, great Wayne Dyer. Enjoy. I recently uh, appeared down in Australia with one of my friends, John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, and he's got us on different planets and all of this. And uh, it's a wonderful guy. We had a great time down there. And I was asked to uh, talk about relationships and to write an article. So I wrote an article um, that I really liked. I called it, uh, Your Soulmate is the Person You Can't Stand. And everybody thought, wow, what kind of a crazy thing is that to say? Because most people, when they talk about they're looking for their soulmate, you know, I finally found my soulmate, and we think alike, and we act alike, and we both like green, and asparagus is our favorite <laughs> vegetable, and he goes to say something, and before he can even say it, I say it already. Oh, my God, we think the same thoughts, and we get up early in the morning, and we both like to meditate, and we both like yoga, and we both eat mushrooms, and we eat them the same way, and he cuts the stems off the same way I cut the stems off. It's just amazing. This is my soulmate. And I always say to those people, you got about three more weeks, okay, in this relationship. <laughs> And this relationship's going to be over because this is not your soulmate, okay? I mean, who needs more of what you already are, right? That, uh, that you're not looking for a mirror of yourself, if you will. Now, we have a tendency to think that. What do we share in common, all right? And then if we're in common, then I'm going, we're going to finally, I'm going to have a peaceful relationship because we're going to always think the same and act the same and so on. That isn't the way it generally works. See, the reason I say your soulmate is the person you can't stand, and I say that a bit facetiously, but what I'm saying here is that peace, being at peace, is the essence of feeling worthy. It's the essence of manifesting. It's the essence of enlightenment, being at peace. Any moment that you're at peace, you're in an enlightened state. And when people ask, is there a difference between people who are living at a higher level, self-actualizing people, who are at peace, and the rest of us who are not at peace say, no, we all have peaceful thoughts, and so do enlightened people. They have peaceful thoughts. The only difference is that they have nothing else. 
That's all they have. They don't have all of this other stuff that goes with it. All of the anger, all of the judgment, all of the fears, all of the anxiety, the stuff that we have come to believe is just a part of, uh, uh, of our lives. The self-reproachment, the self-repudiation. We have a tendency to think that this is normal. It's only normal. So along come people in your life who know how to push certain buttons, okay? These people uh, can come in many forms. They can come as in-laws. They can often come, almost always they come as a spouse. And they can come as your children. And when these people show up in your life, they can take you away from your peace. Almost all of us have somebody in our life that we can never get rid of. You know, it's like uh, Kevin Costner talked about in that Waterworld movie of his. You know, they're like a, a turd that won't flush, you know? <laughs> you keep flushing, you look right, still there. If that's a good image or not, but uh, I always liked that image. You, know? <laughs> you keep trying and trying, they're back again, right? <laughs> so uh, we have these people in our lives. And these people show up and they say something in a certain way and it doesn't make any difference if somebody else said it, we would just ignore it, all right? But they come along and they say this thing and boom, off you go. And you're frantic and you're mad and you're angry, you're upset, you're worked up, you're feeling unworthy. So these people to me are your soulmates, you see. Because what they're teaching you at any given moment in your life is you haven't mastered yourself at this moment. You're not in charge of yourself. Those people who can push your buttons and send you into a frenzy or into an angry space or into a space of self-repudiation are people who are divine masters disguised as manipulative, crass, unconcerned people. <laughs> and rather than being mad at them and being upset with them and saying that they shouldn't be this way, your task ought to be to turn to them and bow and say, I honor you as my teacher. Now that's a hard thing for us to get to, but don't you all have people in your life who are just like that? And you know you're stuck with them. These are people who are not on your path. You know they're not on your path. They're not even on an entrance ramp to your path. <laughs> they're in a different place. They're from a different planet. But nevertheless, they're there with you. And you're sharing the journey with them. And it's very interesting. I mean, I have eight children. And uh, my children are the ones that are very good at knowing how to push these buttons. I have one daughter particularly. Her name is Serena that can really do this very well. She's real good at it. She's always giving me advice almost every day on, on how to be a better parent. She even said to me one time, she said, I can't believe you actually wrote a book uh, on how to be a better parent. I just can't believe that. This is my, she was about nine years old telling me this. You really wrote that? And uh, whenever she gives me this advice, it's like, or she starts going into one of her routines, I find myself you know, really being challenged. You know, I don't usually turn around and say, I honor you for, you know, I'm usually saying, well, you. <laughs> but nevertheless, there's a part of me that recognizes this. And I also recognize it in uh, my relationship with my wife. And we've been together for a long time. And there are areas where she will say something and I will find myself. And then I'll stop. 
You see, because essentially, the ego part of us wants us to be right. Whereas the higher part of us always wants what? Peace. That's all it ever wants. So it's like you have to really learn, if you're going to feel worthy of having something show up in your life, how to be peaceful. And the way to be peaceful in your life is to, in all of your relationships, when you have a choice to be right or to be kind, to just pick kind, to just choose to be kind at any given moment in your life. You are honoring that higher part of you, you feel peaceful, and you've let go of the ego need, which says, wait a minute, you're important. And you have to prove that this other person shouldn't have done that and all of that kind of stuff. But Serena, yeah, I remember her, her telling me, she's great, she would tell me, uh, uh, giving me advice on how to be a parent. And one day I just had had it with her. And I said, you know, Serena, I said, it's time for you to stop telling me what kind of a parent to be and stop blaming me for the kind of parent I am and take responsibility yourself for the kind of parent that I am. And she stopped, and she assumed this pose that she always assumes with her hand on her hip, you know, and her knee going up and down real fast. And she said, you want to run that one by me one more time? <laughs> you want me, is that what I heard? You want me to be responsible for the kind of parent you are? I said, exactly. She said, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, before you came here, you had a choice. You have certain heroic missions that you have to fulfill while you're here on this planet. And I'm giving her this little lecture. You know, she said, well, what do you mean before I came here? She said, I don't remember that. I said, well, your memory isn't anything that you should rely upon to determine whether this works or doesn't work. You don't remember being four months old and being in your crib and throwing up all over, but you did. You don't remember your dreams last night. You don't remember what you had for dinner last Thursday. Your memory isn't a good indicator of what it was. Just trust me, this is true. Before you come here, you choose your parents. You get to pick who your parents are. And you have certain lessons that you have to learn, and you picked me to be your father, and you picked mom to be your mother, and you should stop complaining about the choice that you made. She said, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I said, well, forget about whether you remember it or not. She said, you're telling me that I chose you to be my father before I came here, and I had lessons to learn through you. I said, exactly. And you should stop blaming me. You should just take responsibility for the choice you made. She said, I must have been in a big hurry. <laughs> so these are your tests, all right? So what I would like you to think about is that all of the people in your life that you find yourself in conflict with or having a difficult time with, whether they're strangers or spouses or children or grandparents or in-laws or even people who are no longer here on this earth plane. If you can say to yourself, when I have this choice at any given moment to be right or to be kind, and I'm gonna let my ego get out of this thing, and I'm going to choose to be at peace, as it says in The Course in Miracles, I can choose peace rather than this at any given moment. And then when you find yourself in these relationships with contentious people, and you find yourself being able to be at peace when they push those buttons, you'll know that the reason that they showed up in your life in the first place is to teach you to honor your own worthiness. That's why you're with them. That's what they're there for. These are teachers, just like you are teachers to others. Big thanks to Dr. Wayne Dyer for sharing some of his knowledge and insight 
with us and I urge you to try some of the things that he has shared in his talk today because I ultimately think that it'll make a radical shift in the way that you view and the way that you treat the relationships that you have. So you can shoot me a DM on Instagram at Depression Detox Show to let me know what you think. And again, big thanks to Dr. Wayne Dyer. I got this clip from an Audible program entitled Inner Wisdom, Volume 1 and 2. And I got this clip just at the beginning of Chapter 17. And I have a link to it in the show description below, along with all the links to connect with him and his work. And also in the show description will be a list of all the past episodes that he has been on the show. So you can go and check that out. And after this episode ends, don't forget to leave a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. Super, super grateful for you taking the time out to do that. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you back here Friday. So until then, stay strong. Later.